Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Monday, April 6th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Hospitals in the St. Louis area are preparing for a peak in COVID-19 cases in about two or three weeks. St. Louis Metropolitan Pandemic Task Force leader Dr. Alex Garza says those hospitals could face a surge of up to 3,000 patients seeking treatment for the disease caused by the new coronavirus. Regional health care systems, along with the city and state leaders, have established that task force. The group is coordinating efforts on supplies, equipment, and staffing. It includes BJC Healthcare, Mercy, SSM Health, and St. Luke's Hospital. The state of Missouri is now under a stay-at-home order. It will be in effect until April 24th. Governor Mike Parson's measure requires residents to avoid social gatherings of 10 or more people. Essential businesses can stay open, but they have to limit the number of people allowed in those buildings. The Ferguson Florissant School District will not deliver food this week after two bus drivers died over the weekend. One tested positive for coronavirus, the other had what the district calls an unrelated illness, but also showed signs of the virus. Superintendent Joseph Davis said the district is working on safer ways to get meals to students. The St. Louis Evening World is the most recent area newspaper to stop publication. The crime-focused paper has been in circulation for more than 80 years. A spokesman says it has delivered its last print edition for the foreseeable future to avoid exposing delivery workers to, quote, heightened health risks. Here are the numbers. There are more than 2,300 COVID-19 cases in Missouri out of more than 27,000 tests. The state reports nearly 35 deaths. In Illinois, officials report more than 11,000 cases out of nearly 59,000 tests. More than 270 deaths are reported in that state. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum will report on how the pandemic has brought the election campaign in Missouri to a halt. As we mentioned, regional health care systems are combining with city and state leaders to establish a pandemic task force. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports the group is coordinating efforts on supplies, equipment, and staffing. The St. Louis Metropolitan Pandemic Task Force includes officials from BJC Healthcare, Mercy, SSM Health, and St. Luke's Hospital to prepare for the upcoming surge in patients with coronavirus. The task force's leader, Alex Garza, says the virus will hit the region hard, and the effect of it will depend on the community's response to local orders. For the community um, to get through this entire thing, it takes a community response. It just can't be a health system's response. The team will also pay close attention to state and federal policies that could potentially contain the virus. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. There are now more than 11,000 confirmed cases of COVID-19 in Illinois. Governor J.B. Pritzker continues to criticize the lack of virus testing kits. He says more widespread testing would allow officials to have a better idea of when it will be safe to reopen several areas. Meanwhile, Illinois' public health director, Dr. Ngaze Azike, says the virus remains especially dangerous to vulnerable people in nursing homes and prisons. The natural movement of people needing to come in and out of those settings, even when they're decreased to the minimum amount, still causes a lot of people moving around and increases the potential for introduction and rapid spread of the virus. 
Illinois officials say residents must continue to remain home as much as possible until at least the end of the month. The pandemic is leading to lower crop prices, but as St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports, it is also bringing an opportunity to save money in the long term. The economic crash in response to coronavirus has lowered interest rates to near-record lows. That has many farmers refinancing their debt on land or large equipment. Charles Barron is with FBN, an online agriculture information and consulting company. He says that means some farmers could save tens of thousands of dollars a year for many years. Farmers who are positioned to do so are really rushing to renegotiate their financing, and it's a great moment for farmers to put themselves in a long-term cost position and capture a lot of savings. Barron says farmers are still in for a tough year, but are doing better than many other sectors and can see long-term gains and stability. In Rala, I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. In other news, dispensaries in Illinois sold nearly $36 million of recreational cannabis in March. It's the third straight month of strong sales, as most dispensaries work to meet demand. Bethany Gomez is managing director at Brightfield Group. That's a market research and consumer analytics firm that tracks the legal cannabis industry. Right now, you know, in Illinois and in most of these other limited license markets, there's just this big push to even meet demand um, and get any products on shelf and anything that, that hits will move. Gomez says Illinois' cannabis supply challenges will not end until the middle of next year. She says it takes about 18 months for supply and demand in most new recreational marijuana markets to stabilize. Coronavirus has placed Missouri's 2020 campaign cycle on ice. Candidates are either limiting their activity or pulling the plug on campaigning amid uncertainty over the economy and public health. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports. In early March, Keener Plaza was teeming with people eagerly waiting to hear Joe Biden speak. Thousands of Biden fans bunched together in the St. Louis Park to get a glimpse of the former vice president before he easily won Missouri's Democratic presidential primary. So all those who have been knocked down, counted out, left behind, let me say to you, this is your campaign. That was a month ago but it feels like a million years ago. Soon after Missouri's primary ended, the country went into lockdown mode thanks to concerns over coronavirus. Fears of COVID-19 led to restrictions on public gatherings and stay-at-home orders in certain Missouri jurisdictions. For State Representative Peter Meredith, coronavirus put a deep chill on Missouri's campaign season. So when right now our candidates aren't able to go knock doors, they aren't able to go to community meetings and community events and just meet their neighbors and meet meet their constituents or potential constituents, it's really hard. Candidates that are soldiering on are trying to connect with voters through emails, phone calls, and even the video conferencing software Zoom. But State Representative Deb Lavender says there's no way to separate the campaign from coronavirus. The Kirkwood Democrat made about 50 or 60 phone calls recently for her state Senate bid. Three people she talked to had tested positive for COVID-19. Even if we are over the crisis in three months, I'm not sure even by mid or late summer, people will be comfortable having a stranger knock on their door. 
uh, let alone answer it, let alone stand on the front step and talk to somebody for the two to ten minutes that often we would have. The virus is presenting especially difficult challenges for Missouri's political parties. Even if campaign activity moves to the virtual world, Missouri's Democratic and Republican parties still need to keep the process going to choose delegates to their respective national conventions. Missouri Democratic Party political director Naeem Jenkins-Nixon says his party is making alternative delegate selection plans. We're going to be using online voting and vote by mail for meetings leading up to the state convention. We're hoping and we're still planning for an in-person state convention, but we're also looking at a contingency plan to do something virtually if that's not possible. Missouri Republican Party Executive Director Gene Evans says many local GOP parties have postponed their Lincoln Day events on account of the virus. She adds the economic uncertainty is trickling down to business people who have donated to the party in the past. And those donors right now, uh, many of whom are business people, are worried about their, their employees and their families. So they're worried about keeping their businesses open or how they pay their employees. I mean, uh, the last thing in the world that they're worried about right now is politics. Anita Mannion is a political science professor at the University of Missouri-St. Louis. She says coronavirus's effect on the election could linger even after social distancing restrictions are lifted. That includes the issues the candidates will talk about on the campaign trail. The coronavirus, our preparation for it, and the fallout that we're experiencing from it is an economic issue. It's a health care issue. It's an infrastructure issue. It's a border security issue. It's an equity and social welfare issue. It's a budgeting issue. So I, I feel like that this is going to be the framework for so many conversations around the 2020 elections. In the meantime, some candidates aren't adjusting to the new reality. They're stopping altogether. That includes Senate Majority Leader Caleb Rowden, a Republican from Columbia who lives in one of the more competitive Senate districts up for grabs this year. We're going to do everything that we can do in this moment uh, to lead well. And, and uh, if that if that pays off in November, great. Uh, if it doesn't, I get to spend more time with my kids. So <laughs> I'm, pretty good. I'm pretty good either way. Regardless of how long coronavirus restrictions remain in place, there's little question the virus will define the 2020 election cycle for both Missouri and the United States. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.